Hi, everybody, and welcome, welcome to Humanity First. And this week, we're going to talk pharmacy, and we've done that quite a bit over the past uh, few months. And Yulia Lego is back in to talk to us. Hi, Yulia, how are you? Hi, Peter, I'm doing very well. How are you? Good. So, you know, um, I was thinking about this the other day, and, um, you know, when you have an idea, uh, and the ideas people sometimes are the most annoying because they say, hey, why don't we have a pharmacy? And that's the easiest thing to say, <laughs> I would have thought. Uh, oftentimes you think, well, you've had an idea, you just sort of set up a shop front, put a couple of shelves in there, and then you have a pharmacy. Is it that easy? <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> it's, it's a little more challenging than that. Um, and that's kind of the conversation we had. We were looking at, you know, our current pharmacy setup and the challenges we were having with it. Um, and looking at bringing in another vendor and I don't know if it was you or I who said, well, why don't we just do it ourselves um, and capture that that revenue and be in charge of our own pharmacy? And that was the easy part. Um, and so the next piece was really looking for an expert to help us through the process, because there's so much we didn't even know we didn't know. Um, and, it's, you, you know, these are type of things you can read the regs and you can try and do it from scratch or you can borrow the expertise of someone who's done this a hundred times. Um, so we partnered with Integrated Pharmacy Solutions, which is a Massachusetts-based um, agency with a lot of pharmacy experience and have had a really great um, time working with one of their consulting teams. What's his name? Matt, Matt Moen. Yeah, he's really guided us through the process, right? Um, and and you have really sort of project managed that sort of from the beginning. So, um, of course, you might say, why are you deciding to set up an entirely new business line in the middle of COVID? Isn't that silly? Um, and I guess the reason I'm asking that is, what are some of the things that got in the way of us opening a pharmacy with in the middle of a pandemic when we know that there were supply chain issues all over the world? I've got this picture of a big green cargo ship in the middle of the Suez Canal <laughs> pointing vert uh, horizontal, which didn't look so good. <laughs> no, um, and it has caused us some delays. You know, with pipeline and sourcing, we, we had hoped to open um, end of September originally. And we were on track, but with various delays, you know, we're now set for December. Um, but it looks very promising that by December we'll have everything in place. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you have to build in contingencies, don't you, for that kind of stuff. And uh, set aside the, uh, the fact that we've had the pandemic, this is one of the most highly regulated businesses I would have thought in, in Massachusetts. I, I think most people's sort of minds will go back to the Framingham uh, pharmacy that was yes. compounding medications and all of the deaths that happened there. I'm assuming we won't be doing any compounding. No compounding at our location, no. Um, but there are a lot of regulations and there's a lot of sequential things that have to be done. So you have to have everything's set up and your alarm system in before you can get your first certification, which then allows you to get your second certification from the DEA, which then allows you to go to your payers and form contracts with them so we can get paid for dispensing medications. Um, you know, you have to have systems upon systems. Um, but I will say Sisse and Walter um, have been excellent at helping support the pharmacy. Yeah, I mean, it's been a real... Um huge effort by folks uh, that I think is really going to pay off. And when we think about why we did this, um, it was really to improve the quality of service that we were, um, you know, that our, our personal service were getting because, you know, 
sometimes we serve a lot of people in a lot of different places with very, very complex needs, both um, physically and psychiatrically. Um, and I think one of the things that you said to me at the very beginning was that if you have control, you know, over the process, you get things done quicker as opposed to relying on a third party who, you know, might have several other priorities. Um, uh, and I mean, job number one is make is to make sure that we provide good care uh, for the folks we serve, given their fragility in many cases. Absolutely. And with, with anything, communication is really essential to having a good system. So our, our pharmacist we just hired, her name is Paulette, um, will get to know really all of our employees and person served. So she'll know the programs and it'll be much easier to communicate back and forth to the pharmacy on medications, get issues resolved. Um, the pharmacist really is just dedicated to our person served. So tell me if she needs to know medical history of somebody and she wants to check a med list, she can go into our uh, electronic medical record? We're, we're setting that up so she'll be able to. Yeah, because that's a real boon, isn't it? That you're not just looking at prescriptions, you're double checking, you know, yes. with a medical record. And I think that's really going to be the beauty of it. Yes, and being, you know, dedicated to just our person served, calling up the program and double checking things. And having the program call her when they have a question and feel like yeah. she'll listen to them and give them a answer that's useful. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really exciting because it just there's all sorts of possibilities. So um, let's talk about the rollout. So we're looking at a December start. Uh, we've had a couple of false starts uh, and, and that's due to lots of different things, but not um, lack of effort on part of IPS and, and you and, and all of the people that have been involved in it. But what's, what does this rollout look like? And what's the ambition of the pharmacy in the end when, when we're up and running fully? Sure. So the rollout is, is not going to be we flip a switch and everything is transferred over. Um, we're going to start moving individual programs um, in, in the Brocken area first and then expanding out so we can get each program transferred over um, correctly. So that means going and getting hopefully new prescriptions for every person served, which nursing team is aware of. We know it's a process um, and going to take some time to do, but it helps us get a clean list um, rather than importing a list that might have expired medications, medications that aren't used anymore, and so on. We're hoping a four to six month ramp up period until we can get all of our programs over. And then, you know, have the pharmacy run for probably another six months, get a full year under our belt. And then we can start looking at other ways we might be able to support persons served with the pharmacy. So that might be looking more at a behavioral health side and looking at the SUD work we're doing. All of those things will tie in, won't they, as we build as we build out the service delivery model of the community of the certified community behavioral health center. We build our substance use uh, disorder, which and we'll have a lab as well. I think you know on hand for that for working with those Fingers folks. Crossed. Yeah, well, I mean that's the that's the um, that is the plan, and so you're beginning to get integrated health that goes through one medical record, single source of truth. There's way less opportunity for um, uh, medical errors, for med, for med errors in, in mm -hmm. that scenario. And you're just sort of bringing everything under this one roof of clinical oversight. And of course, having a new uh, chief medical officer, I think, is going to really help with that as well, with Dr. Cassis's um, 
you know, um, family practice background, uh, but also his substance use disorder treatment and the fact that he is what they call ex wavered for um, uh, medication assisted treatment for opioids. opioids. So um, big, th those things do fit really nicely together as we talk about and we think about what a system of care really looks like. Um, do you think um, is the leading question. Do you think other agencies or state agencies might be interested in um, uh, using our pharmacy? Um, is that on the docket for the future? Oh, absolutely. We have room to expand in our pharmacy. And as I said, as we get really good at serving our person served and figure out really how to do this well, helping other organizations that are having challenges with their pharmacies. We would be well positioned to do that. We know how to be a pharmacy to a group home. What about selling, um, and I can't remember what the name is it for, but sort of non-prescription medications yes. and services? Right, so we'll be doing some of that to begin with. You know, we're, we're not gonna be a full service Walgreens with, <laughs> with all the holiday stuff in the back, but uh, other medical aids and various things we'll have on, stack um, so that programs can pick them up or have them delivered as part of a delivery program. Excellent. Um, the other thing I suppose that's worth mentioning is and sort of just going back in the Wayback Machine to the beginning of HIV and AIDS in America, in the world, um, there was at the time in the 80s, I think it was the middle 80s, the reluctance uh, for pharmacies to prescribe uh, medications. I mean, they were they were obviously. If you think about the COVID um, uh, vaccine, um, you know those uh, those cocktails of medication for people with low T cell counts were um, they were they weren't tested. Pharmacies were not were very reluctant. There was so much um, stigma that was involved with the disease um, that they came up with funding through Ryan White. I think people. Mm -hmm know that um, that expression or that name um, and then they cr created the ability for what they call 340b pharmacies could you talk a little bit about that because that's a real legacy of the beginning of hiv and aids yeah so 340b pharmacies were created to incentivize organizations to provide this type of care and treatment and they still exist and we actually have our certification um, under sexually transmitted um, infection um, waiver. So when we treat individuals with STIs, and right now we do that quite often through our COPE program, um, we get a discounted rate in purchasing of medication. And then of course the insurance, when they, they pay, they pay for the full price. Mm -hmm. So it ends up, we get a little more margin on the medication. And that was, um, you know, you know uh, that there are possibilities for our pharmacy when we got the 340B because every other day we were getting calls from people who <laughs> yes. wanted to partner with us. And um, so it's a, it's, it's a difficult thing to get. You have to have been, you have to show that you've been providing these services. And Ramsey, of course, has been providing those services through our um, uh, COPE program and our T-Core program and all of those programs. And so that really put us in good stead for 340B uh, eligibility, right? But I want to be very clear that this 
doesn't apply to our group home residents. Um, so we don't get any discount for their medication. Um, they will still be paying full amount as we will be paying full amount. That's right. But yeah, it's, a, it's an excellent way to grow what we're doing. Yeah. It really is a small sliver of people we serve because I don't think Medicaid, well, I, I guess on the um, on the pharmacy list for Medicaid, um, there isn't the rebate, right? Correct. But it's an area that we can look at growing. Um, so again, it's not a year one thing. It's a phase two or phase three piece. Yeah. But always looking to the future of how Bamsey can continue to serve the community. Just uh, talk a little bit about the how this actually works, because, you know, we are an agency that isn't in one big building. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, I'm glad we're not because we provide services in communities for four to five uh, adult individuals uh, and also people with serious and persistent mental illness in our resi programs. But, you know, there is a bit of a challenge because we, if, if you look at the map of Mass, we start with Worcester and we come a big swath down to the southeast. Um, when, just talk me through how that physically happens and, and where we're going to start with, because I would imagine we'd start in Brockton, wouldn't we? Yes, we'll start in Brockton. That's where the pharmacy is located, right around the corner from 10 Christie's Drive. Um, We'll have a, we're set up for mail, so we can mail medication. Um, So we might do that with some of the Worcester programs, but really we we have a delivery service. So medications will be delivered to each home um, on a schedule. So we'll figure out timing of medication. Usually it's, you know, once a month, once a, twice a month to get medication out to the programs. And that delivery services will be a third party? It will be for now. Uh, we want to get up and running and kind of understand things a little bit more. But I think it's something that we could take on ourselves. Yeah, I would have thought so, too, in terms of what the resources that we have uh, at the moment. So, you know, we are I, I am really excited about this. I'm excited about the possibilities. I'm excited about us making a little bit of a splash in this in yes. this world. And, I, you know, that leading question I asked you about other agencies was I uh, and you know this, I've had a, a couple of calls from interested parties as well. Um, and, you know, oftentimes, you know, I'm not I'm not saying anything about past or current providers, but my belief is that if we have oversight and control over this, um, we don't have to keep saying there's a problem. We just fix it because we're yes. in control of our, uh, of our processes. And that's uh, that's pretty exciting. Exactly. The pharmacy is directly accountable to us and our person served. Which is which is great. Um, and I like the idea of this being a process instead of saying we'll do everything um, immediately. It's a good plan. You've, you've taken so much time, Yulia, to sort of plan this out and to make sure that we've got everything um, lined up. And, you know, um, you, I suppose you could rush things, although I don't think we could have rushed things really in terms of in terms of certification, licensure and those things. It's really out of our hands, right? Things take the time they take, um, unfortunately. I like to move fast, yeah. but <laughs> I can't move other people and I can't move state agencies. Um, I will say it's been great going out in the community and talking with various other businesses and people in the community about you know getting a pharmacy. As soon as I say, oh, yeah, we're opening a pharmacy, their eyes light up and they're suddenly very impressed. Oh, oh, well, that's that's something. Um, so I think it's a really great thing for Bamsey just as as our reputation. Do you think we have room to grow? I mean, oh, physically in, in that in the space that we're in? 
So right now the space is also occupied by our WIC program. Um, so that's to be seen um, if we need to grow further, but the space that we've designed um, is larger than we need for our immediate concerns. So we can expand our services within that space. That's great. That's great. Build a little bit of space redundancy in there. It's good. Well, Yulia, thank you so much. This has been um, great. It's exciting. We're uh, we're on the verge now. I mean, if it's December, it's December. But actually, I'm just looking at the uh, calendar. It's a month away. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and now I'm totally freaking out about my holiday shopping. So, <laughs> so with that, um, we'll close. But uh, really appreciate the time. Thank you. Thank you, Peter.